She's North Okanagan, born and raised. He's South Okanagan, born and raised. Bringing you local goodness every morning. Right here in Kelowna. Virgin Radio Mornings with BMAC and Carly. Weekdays, 5.30 to 10. Does the word padiddle mean anything to you? Good morning at BMAC. Uh, Carly's away today and we were talking about this when you see a headlight out in traffic. And what do you do? Anything? Does that not mean anything at all to you? Or did you have some fun with it when you were a kid? Maybe you still have hung on to it as an adult. Well, basically, it's like, as soon as you see it, whoever punches the roof of the car wins. <laughs> what do they win? I don't know. <laughs> I thought it was spelled per-diddle. Because that's how my ex used to say it back when I was a teen. <laughs> so it was like P-E-R-diddle. Uh, I've got here pa-diddle. Which Dr. Google says, P.A. Diddle, has been around since 1948, okay? Now, this is insane. Coming up, I want to tell you about which comic strip where a girl in this used the term. I had no idea about this. If this sounds crazy to you, just having to punch the roof of your car when you see one headlight out, find out what it originated from back in 1948. Coming up. Virgin Mornings with BMAC and Carly. BMAC and Carly sounds Carly today, and I got uh, my right-hand man, Calvin Hector from AM 1150 here. I want to ask him a question because he is a significant amount of years younger than me. <laughs> so I want to know if you've done this before, and it all has to do with when you see, and I'll just ask you right off the bat, what when you see a car with only one headlight in traffic, does that signify anything to you? Do you do anything? Does that mean anything to you? Do you say anything? Do you do anything when you see it? I cuss at them for not knowing that their (laughs) headlight is out. (laughs) But have you ever heard of punching the roof of your car? No. No. He's looking at me with a uh, confused look. So use kids of of these days. What is it? X-Gen or something? What are are you again? I'm a wire and X, not who knows. Uh, Uh, Well, you're 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 after the millennial. I'm not a millennial, no. Because you specifically have said you could be my dad. So. <laughs> Technically, age-wise, it could it could be true. I think he's my son. No, no, but seriously, there's this thing called padiddle. Have you heard of padiddle? Padiddle. <laughs> that sounds very bad. I feel like he thinks I'm making this up right now. Okay, so it's spelled apparently. A go- Doctor Google says P A and then diddle. So D I D D L E. No, not to be confused with P Diddy. So this is apparently. It's been around since 1948. Now, what I knew it as, my girlfriend had taught me at the time, you say, padiddle, and then punch the roof of your car when you see one headlight. And is some, are they, Th- is the driver of the other car supposed to, or is nope. it just a, oh, <laughs> no, that, there's hardly any significance at all. I'm going to have to start doing that then. I put it out there though, and then someone uh, had texted 78636 and they said, Dr. Google says, Padiddle has unbelievably been around since 1948. The word was first used in a comic strip. And it says, where the girl in the comic by B. Montana Archie. So I don't think that's an Archie comic. I think it's separate from that, but it was confusing me. It says, let's play Padiddle. When a car goes by with one headlight, if I say Padiddle, you have to give me a kiss. <laughs> Don't leave me in a car with right, you, Right, like you could not get away with that these days. It says it caught on in the Pennsylvania area, and it became a flirting game in the 1950s. So, like, you know, well, would you like to come for a ride in my car? <gasps> Padiddle, you must kiss me. That's not going to fly. No. In 2022, is it? No. My body, my choice. 
But things were wild in the 1948s. <laughs> the Wild West, then. So don't take it that far, but just when you see a one headlight, padiddle, hit that roof, okay? All right. All right. Virgin Radio Mornings with BMAC and Carly. So Jeff actually heard this whole thing about padiddle, about the one headlight out in traffic. Now, I heard this, read this crazy thing on air about 1948 where it started in Pennsylvania, where if you said it in time, the person beside you had to give you a kiss. That's creepy, eh, Jeff? I mean, it's definitely a good way to get a kiss from a girl, but there's multiple different versions of it, I feel. Okay, so you learned this with your family, but yours is completely different. Tell us how it worked. So the same principle of the game, when you see a headlight out on a car, you say padiddle, but once you collect ten padiddles, <laughs> you are allowed to pinch somebody, <laughs> not kiss somebody. But again, remember, I learned this when I was just a young boy with my family on road trips. Oh, I love it. See, there needs so to be I, like, a, you know, an updated version of, okay, so here's here's the 2022 version of Padiddle. You see one headlight out. I mean, do you still have to punch the roof of your car? I don't know. But maybe we could make up some other things. Right? Instead of like punch the roof of your car, what if you like turn the radio up or something? <laughs> okay, we need to, I think it's early right now. We need to think of something better. But you think about it. I'll think about it. Everyone think about it. <laughs> okay, okay. I will think about a better idea. <sighs> Thanks, Jeff. Padiddle. You're welcome. Bye. See you, buddy. If you have a good idea for Padiddle for 2022, text 78636. Here we go. Massive shout out to my neighbors, the deers. And no, I'm not meaning the animal and pluralizing a word I shouldn't be. I mean my neighbors on Matt and Brian, just around the corner, who I sent all the trick-or-treaters to go see. These guys did something unreal. So uh, Dana's my Facebook friend uh, and a Virgin Radio listener. And her husband and her son... And someone else in the back where the patio was at the front of their house on Halloween scared the crap out of me and everyone else we were with. These guys were in full on like Michael Myers, Halloween, like Jason masks looking like they were dummies. One kid is lying on the ground. And then Jason, I believe, is staring at us under the tree, not moving. It was so unreal. Like, it was so realistic. We sat there on the sidewalk with my family, my buddy's family, and we're looking. I'm like, holy, that looks like it's real. It was so good. We stood there for over a minute trying to figure out if we should do it. And then we're trying to build up the courage (laughs) to... To go and get the candy. And there was no way through except for the grass where Jason's under the tree. And you've got Mike Myers over here. And then in the back, in the patio, just sitting there not moving. It scared us so much. I Like, I was swearing in front of my child, okay? It was unreal. So shout out to Lucas, Dana, and Dawn, and whoever else was wearing that mask at the back. You guys freaked us out. Proud of my daughter to still fight through the pain of being scared because she still went and got that candy. But my goodness, to the deers on Matt and Brian. And I'm not talking the animals. Thank you. Okay, it's B-Mac and Calvin Harris. Uh, Calvin Harris. <laughs> Welcome <laughs> to the show, Calvin Harris. Same initials, though. I love your work. Uh, Calvin Hector from AMLM50. Uh... I'm a little sidekick this morning, and I wanted to tell you about this thing that I think is unfair for men, 
But it's something that is going to be amazing for women if they go to this chic experience. It's called the Chic Retreat at Sparkling Hill. So right now we have this contest on our website that you can win two tickets to this March 11th. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. It sounds insane. Obviously, it's women-based. Men not allowed. Networking. There'll be a live panel. They have hands-on workshops. Experts in their fields. Food and wine. It's like wellness, beauty, business. They restore you. They empower you. They connect you. What could we do for a guy's version of that? Wouldn't okay. Be sports team. I know. It's like, it seems like I'm like okay, sports. sports. Definitely got to do some golf. In Combat. There. Let's go to a boxing <laughs> match. Yeah. We'll do an obstacle course, and there has to be mud. And just, I don't know. Like okay, well, there's a foosball tournament followed by a snooker tournament. Snooker. I do want to say though, it'd be smart of a guy to enter this contest, and if you won, then you give it to your significant other. That your is girlfriend. true. Then they're gonna love you forever. Okay, if right? you are interested in this, go to VirginRadioCorner.ca to enter, guys. I think Calvin had a great idea there, so you could really impress your lady by doing it. But I just think, what could be some ideas for the guys listening if we were to do a what would we call it? Not a chic retreat, but like. Uh, a history of I don't know. His, <laughs> I'm so bad with puns. A dude stravaganza. That's a good okay, one. Okay, I know. I know there are guys listening <laughs> that can chime in. So text seven eight six three six and tell us what should we add to the guys' chic retreat, which will not ever happen and doesn't exist, but we want to pretend so. Okay. Texas, call 762-4487 or hit us up on social media. Virgin Mornings with BMAC and Carly. You ain't nothing but a hound dogs where she's going with that one. That's Doja and BMAC. Carly should be back tomorrow now. If you haven't seen the dark side of on Crave, oh my God, it's so obsessive. This is something where it started with the dark side of wrestling. Now, I was watching on Crave. They had these Halloween collections, these... Creepy Cravings, they called it, and up popped the dark side of comedy, which was the third, because they went into a sports one, which had some football stuff after the wrestling ones. They've done a few different seasons of the dark side of wrestling, but if you're a fan or you just remember some of these wrestlers, finding out the stories about them are just unreal. But the latest is the dark side of comedy. Now, it starts with Chris Farley, one of my favorite comedians of all time. It's very tough to watch for somebody like me who was obsessed with him. I literally own VHS copies of some of his movies, and I still hold him in a high regard today when it comes to comedy. But then last night, my wife and I watched two new ones. We watched the Roseanne Barr one and the Andrew Dice Clay one. And it is unreal watching how completely offensive Andrew Dice Clay was back in the day and it was like a wave that he went on it was momentum and I don't remember it being that offensive and I asked myself why and my wife said yeah this stuff continues to go on to this day and it's such a like an awareness thing where you're like I mean I'm more aware of it now because I have a daughter and then I just feel sad that I wasn't aware of it back then and so we've come a long ways, but there's still a long ways to go with that kind of thing. But I, that, it is like, it is scary and shocking when I turn to my wife and I go, I can't believe that. And she's just like, yeah, and? Because as a woman, they experience that kind of stuff on sometimes a daily basis. And it, and it really makes me sad, actually, to think that, you know, for so many years, this thing was accepted. And, you know, in 2022, still some of it getting by, a lot of it not being accepted. 
But thank you to those who do stand up and say something. It was amazing watching um, one of the SNL cast members, Nora Dunn, who refused to go on SNL when they brought Andrew Dice Clay to be the guest because she says he's... He's basically anti-women amongst all the other things that he was doing. And, you know, you get into the actual documentary of it where you discover how he became like that. It all started from like a, a nutty professor character he did where they, he then turned into the cool guy. And then that became the overly offensive guy. But fascinating stuff. I can't wait to finish it. I'm going to go binge it later. But check it out on Crave if you haven't done it. The Dark Side of Comedy. And thank me later. Virgin Mornings with BMAC and Carly. So I called up an ex-girlfriend. Hello. Hello, Patricia. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that what you go by now? No, not at all. Is it still Patty? Yes. Okay. Uh, it's BMAC with my ex-girlfriend. Welcome to the show. How's it going? I think you've been on the show before, haven't you? Uh, hell no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Must have been another ex. Okay, so the question is, because you taught me this, and I just, for some reason, it came back, Uh and it all has to do with something in traffic. Now, you're the one who had this going back in the day. Okay, I know. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Pajiddle. You called called it Pajiddle, though, but it's actually Pajiddle. No, it isn't. That's what I used to think, because you spelled it that way with the P-E-R. But if you Google it, it comes up P-A and then Diddle. And there's this, like, whole history behind it. Like, there's all this insane stuff like they I started it in that. 1948 and if you did it in traffic and you did it before the girl next to you you got to, she had to give you a kiss oh, like i don't think i've ever googled it so yeah so anyways to tell those who you remember it now because first she's like oh i don't know so well, now, that you know, now that you say that i don't even know that i do because there was no there was no there was no kissing involved no That's i know sure. it was just okay you saw one headlight in traffic what did you do yes i don't know punch the person beside you Oh, come on. You taught me this. Or scream out for diddle. Okay, yes, that's what you did. And then you punched the roof of your car. Yeah, okay. Patty. That's better than the person beside you. I know, but, like, come on, man. You taught me this. (laughs) (laughs) That was a long-ass time ago. I know. Anyways, well, how are (laughs) you? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you? Doing awesome. My my kid's almost three, and we took her to the Wiggles uh, in Vernon two nights ago, and it was insane. Yep, that's crazy. My kid is 24. Oh, my God. <laughs> I know. It goes fast, so enjoy every minute of it. <laughs> Well, thanks for taking my call, ex-girlfriend yeah, Patty. Uh, of course, <laughs> ex-boyfriend B-Mac. You have a wonderful day. You too. It's Rev. Control, all delete. Virgin Radio. Hopefully Carly's back tomorrow. Hope you're feeling better, little buddy. Now it is $3 Big Mac night. Why is that? Asked my AM 1150 news station beside us here at Virgin Radio. And I said, because the Canucks are playing. But my hashtag never lose again campaign ended the last game as we went on a two-game winning streak after not winning one single game in the entire season. And I am wearing a Kevin Bieksa jersey today. My first Canucks jersey I ever owned out of respect for Boom Boom Bieksa, who is one of the most loved Canucks. And uh, I love all the work he's doing uh, in the spirit of Rick Rippin with mental health and advocating for uh, his cause. But they will be doing something cool tonight on the game. They will be 
showing their appreciation for Kevin Bieksa. So thank you for all you did. I remember he got 20 goals plus one year as a defenseman, which doesn't happen that often. But as uh, he wasn't the biggest guy, but man, could he hit. And he was uh, quite feared on the ice. So make sure you check it out tonight as hopefully the Canucks can squeak out a win. Go, Bieksa, go! Go, Bieksa, go! First mornings with Okay, this is crazy. And I'm sad that it's not about the Canucks. But it is a Canadian hockey team, so Ryan Reynolds, and there's, this is all alleged, okay, so the rumors are swirling, but he might be an owner of a hockey team. So the Melnick family, the uh, the dad passed away recently who owns the Ottawa Senators, so potential bidders are lining up to buy said Senators, and we're talking Ryan Reynolds, one of the potential interested buyers as the team uh, may be going up for sale here. So there's a few other big names, but let's focus on Ryan because he's awesome. We love him. He's hilarious. He's a good Canadian kid. And although based out of Vancouver, he just wants to make sure that the Ottawa Senators stay in Ottawa. Because what happens is when some of these, and not necessarily Canadian teams, but usually Canadian teams don't make as much money as other teams in America. So they'll buy a team like Quebec Nordiques and then move them down to uh, Colorado. There's other teams that go to, you know, like Arizona and stuff. And so we want to keep them in Canada. Ryan apparently, allegedly, could be helping this happen. How cool is that? And uh, it's it's not that much, I think, if you were considering celebrity-type payment. We're talking $655 million the Ottawa Senators are valued at. They call it the 27th highest figure in the NHL, or the fifth lowest, according to my details. But that would be pretty cool. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It would be better if he was owning the uh, Canucks, but that's okay. Did you know he actually owns a, uh, a football team, meaning soccer? Him and Rob McElhenney from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia bought a Welsh football team. It's Wrexham AFC. So that's in the fifth tier of the English football system. Yeah. No one will comment from uh, Ryan or his representatives. But damn, that would be so cool to see him owning the Ottawa Senators. Virgin Mornings with B-Mac and Carly. It's B-Mac and Carly from Virgin Radio with a very special guest. He's been the uh, GM at the El Dorado for a while now. Mark Jeans, thanks for being on the show. And B-Mac, might add a very dapper dresser. And I'd like you to take notes. See his shoes? Mm-hmm. Those are some shoes <laughs> of how they should be polished. Well done. <laughs> Okay, Mark, so uh, you've been doing the hotel circuit for a while now. You came from Whistler. You've been here a, a few years. You're with El Dorado now for uh, two now Three. about two years. We're back with the innkeepers. Now, November 12th, it's a Saturday night. I was uh, fortunate enough to be the MC and the after-party DJ for the last few years when we were putting it together. We have some new music acts. For those who've never heard of innkeepers, explain what incredible evening we have at hand. Well, it's a tradition that's been around for this is the 31st year of the El Dorado. It is really just an amazing event because the focus is working with KGH Foundation. In the past in Argus, so we think we've raised over a million dollars to date over the course of the history of the event for various community charities. It's an, uh, an iconic event in the sort of community. Yeah. 
The funds obviously go into the community. I think 2019, which was the last time we did this, obviously pre-COVID, yeah. was uh, for Joanna's house. So the funds raised went to Joanna's house. That's right. And this time it's going towards uh, cancer care and a cancer care program through KGH and Argus Foundation. Fantastic. Now, with Innkeepers, this is a heritage event. So this is something that people look forward to so much. Now, as we've had a two-year hiatus, this year the Jazz Pack is performing. It features Lindsey Wong and Neville Bowman, some friends of mine. They're incredible performers here in the Okanagan. Tell us a little bit about why we've chosen to go with them. Just because they're such a class act. And yes. Honestly, this event is, you know, it's all about glamour. I mean, it's its a formal evening, so it's a lot Extravagant. It is a little very extravagant. I mean, yeah. the last two years have been very tough, obviously, for people, and this is a great opportunity to get dressed up, you know, pull out the tuxedos and the gowns and the pearls and the bow ties and just really come for a great party. We've got some amazing entertainment all for a great cause. Did you want to help me pick up my attire this year, Carly? I'll leave that up to your wife. Okay! Okay, speaking of um, it being like a fancy evening, just walk us through what people can expect when they walk through those beautiful doors of the Eldorado. You won't be able to miss the Eldorado that evening for sure because we're going to have Skycans, so we're going to have go a little Hollywood with the entrance, so kind of a wild sense of arrival. Those giant spotlights those in the sky. Yes, look for yeah. those. We've got some amazing support from the wineries throughout the community and throughout the valley. Will Steven Sipes be back yes, pouring champagne? I was say, the Sipes Brute, the yes. greatest brute of all time, and he's right at the entrance always. He is, with that amazing ice sculpture and stuff. We so love him so much. We are so delighted to be able to welcome Steven back, and he was great, super generous to, uh, to join us. Basically, we take over the whole ground floor of the Eldorado, so we have food stations through the vintage room, through the lakeside dining, through the lounge, the whiskey room. We've got some amazing food lined up. We've got some incredibly generous sponsors. So on top of the food and beverage, we're going to have some amazing auction items because it's a fundraising event. I'm so happy to be back and to do this because I've been doing it for a few years. Uh, I mean, obviously, we had the two-year hiatus, but it's one of those events that I look forward to every year because it's that heritage-type style. It's something that the community, if you've never experienced Innkeepers, it's one of those ones where you have to try it out so you truly understand. And when he was telling you, Carly, about the food, it doesn't stop. Like, the, it's just non-stop and the best food that the Okanagan can provide. It's like, when we say extravagant, you are treating yourself out to this night. Yeah, it's a, it's a celebration of all things Okanagan. And to fully go all out, we're talking spend the night at the El Dorado or Manteo. Coming up, we're going to tell you the incredible rates on how you can keep adding to this amazing night and leave all your worries behind. More from Mark Jeans, GM of El Dorado, coming up for the Innkeepers. We're BMAC and Carly with a very special guest, part two. It's Mark Jeans, the GM from El Dorado, as we're working together coming up for next Saturday. So on the 12th, Innkeepers is back at the El Dorado, and you've brought some amazing food here. But, the macaroons uh, you uh, brought. Thank you, Mark. Problem. You're welcome. This is just a taste of what's to come. Tell us more about the Innkeepers and why people aren't going to want to miss this. Yeah, we've got some incredible talent. This is an amazing event to showcase that. It's all about uh, bringing a community together for an amazing cause. It's such a fun event. And you're right, it's a heritage event. It's been around 31 years, and there's not many of those in Kelowna. Now, considering there's going to be beverages served, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you guys are going to be having special rates uh, for people that are attending the event to stay at 
Monte Eldorado or Manteo. Is that right? That is correct. So we, you know, in terms of making a basically a night of it, you know, dress up to the nines, really, you know, stay overnight in, in sort of the heritage Eldorado or, uh, you know, the Manteo side. But definitely we've got amazing room rates for that. And we then include that with the tickets for the oh. event. So you get tickets to the event and you also get then brunch, the innkeeper's brunch the next day. So oh, the best so brunch in whole, town. So it's a whole experience. That The seafood alone on the brunch is worth ticket value. <laughs> You know, as a child, I grew up in Vernon, and once a month, we would take our boat from Vernon, and we would drive down to the Eldorado, and we would go for brunch. And I remember that so specifically, because the food was so dang phenomenal, and the venue was so spectacular. So just brunch alone is worth it, my God. I, I literally took our, our family, my, my wife's brother and his wife, we were like, where should we take them somewhere amazing? Went to the patio at Eldorado this summer. Where else would you want to go? The boardwalk is, yep, again, legendary, you mm-hmm. know, and I actually just ran into um, somebody just before I came into the studio here. It's, you know, it's, oh, you know, where are you from and why are you dressed like that? Um, <laughs> and I said, you know, I'm from the El Dorado. And he's like, oh, I, we got married there. And I like, said, that's, yeah, I think half a colony got married. In the El no kidding. And I may have DJed many of those as well. <laughs> I think you probably <laughs> Mark Jeans, GM of the El Dorado. We're getting geared up for Innkeepers. It's November 12th. It starts at 7. I'm going to get to DJ the after party. We're going to keep this party going until midnight. But uh, we've got some amazing performances. As you said, incredible food. It's extravagance at its finest. If anyone's on the fence, any other reasons we can give them to not miss out this innkeeper's event? The tickets for this event are very limited. We do not want to jam the building. Yes, it's for a good cause, but we also really want to make sure people have an excellent experience. So tickets are very limited, so get them while you can. They are available through eventbrite.ca or hoteleldoradocolona.com. Thank you so much. Mark Jeans from the Eldorado, thanks for joining us in the studio. Thank you so much, you guys. Good mornings with BMAC and Carly. Wow, this is super cool, and it all kicked off yesterday with Studio 9 School of the Arts. Silks as a second language in the school, replacing the French second language. So, Studio 9, one of the uh, very few non-Indigenous schools that offer an Indigenous language as the main or only second language at their school. And uh, Executive Direct, Michael, he says there's so many great reasons to offer Silks language at Studio 9, but the key reason is the fact that the Silks is the real original history of this land, and it's perfect for an arts-focused school because of the rich cultural as well as artistic nature of this language. So, like at Studio 9, the school staff, they've taken Indigenous principles of learning seriously of learning and seriously embracing the richness of our First Peoples culture and teaching. So they basically feel it's the logical next step. They want to enrich school curriculum and the inclusive nature of Studio 9. And uh, congrats and our hats are off to you. Something that is well needed and we need to continue going this route. It's long overdue. The course will be delivered in grades 4 through 9 by speaker and West Bank First Nations archaeologist Jasmine Peone. She actually worked last year with the school. She was doing presentations of the Sales language, and it was so well received that they decided to officially commit to take the French out and bring in the Sales language. So congratulations to everyone at Studio 9. Thank you for doing this, and we look forward to hearing more about it. I'll ask you more questions Saturday night. It's eight tickets left. For the big bash, okay? Don't miss it. Vibrant Vines, studio9.ca if you want to come down and get in all the fun. Virgin Mornings with BMAC and Carly. Weekdays, 530 to 10, 99.9. Virgin Radio.